0: This is the Happily Living Podcast, where we discuss how to better ourselves by developing routines that set us up for a better existence, uncovering deeper connections with nature and growing awareness, leaving you with a new relationship between you and the world. Let's get into it. Welcome back everybody. It is your host Gabrielle Brown and this is the last episode part two of the season finale of Love Your Mother. Now I can't tell you how excited I am that for one this episode is finally being released because when I recorded it I had no idea it was going to be an hour and a half long and it was such a good episode. I was vibing with it the whole time. It was fantastic. So I'm finally finally able to share it with you guys and I'm very excited to see your reviews, your posts, what you think about it as we end this chapter and start a new one and I am so so thrilled to hear all about how you guys take the next season and how it's going to be elevated in a completely spontaneous way and it won't drop until the first Thursday of March so yes you will have to wait a little bit you'll have to get excited However, it is going to be more than worth it and it's going to be freaking fantastic. I'm so excited. Okay, enough about that. Enough about that. We need to talk about the fact that this episode is going to be jarring in the most positive, uplifting way and I need you to be ready. Are you ready? I don't know if you're ready I need you to grab some popcorn your favorite snack maybe some tea I love some good tea whatever your favorite go-to drink is maybe it's some poppy you know how those girls love them get into it this is about to be just exactly what you've been needing to hear so without further ado let's get into it so i do want to preface really quick what we ended on in the first season or the first episode of the last season finale so we were discussing the societal norms and how we are basically trained to go to college right after high school and this is where we begin this episode with the fact that we are so pushed into college right away because we're told that if we stop now, we're not gonna wanna go into college. That's fair. We've been in school our whole freaking lives. Why would we wanna do more school? Most of the time, kids don't even know what they wanna do. They don't even wanna do, yet they feel forced to go into college because that's what their parents want because society tells them you need to go into college to be able to do anything with your life. But that is not the case. They need to figure out what they wanna do with their lives before they get a degree because you waste money you change major so many times you end up graduating and you don't even use your degree stop doing that to yourself stop doing that to your children it's all out of love i know i know it's all out of love but listen at the end of the day you gotta find what's right for you and you got to listen to your kids and feel what's right for them. Now, I'm not giving or trying to give parental advice, but I do want you guys to be more aware of the things that are happening in this day and age and the things that my generation and future generations are going through. They don't know what they want to do, and they go into college, and they probably most likely get a business degree because they don't know what they do. It's undecided business. By their third year, they still don't know what they want to do. So they end up doing packaging. They end up doing business marketing. But what if that's not what they want to do? There's so many ways in America today that you can create businesses, that you can create job opportunities, that you can create employment for yourself and feel like you're living the life you were meant to live. And you can get a house before you go to college because your debt to income ratio is good. Your debt is far lower than your income if you have any. Because throughout our life, we have free public school until you get to college. So get the house before you do college and then figure that out. Then sell your house, then do whatever because it's never gonna be the best time to buy a house. It's never gonna be the best time. You're never gonna feel like it's a good time. The interest rate's gonna be too high. The market's gonna be crashing. You're gonna have a lot of people in the housing market that are competing each other and paying 30 grand over asking. It's never gonna be a good time. The best time to buy a house was yesterday, period. But look into things. I am not a (laughs) real estate agent. Don't take my advice to just go buy the house that you see for sale but find things that inspire you motivate you love you if you fall in love with this house and you see potential you see your chip and joanna Gaines era coming out yes yes queenie yes king like do it go for it i am so here for you i support you follow your intuition set yourself up for future success you can end up selling that house because it's always going to grow in equity and one of these days in the future years from now whenever there's going to be another housing crash people are going to fight for houses because there's not going to be enough houses on the market and they're going to pay 30k over asking and you can double your efforts in it that's the goal that's the goal that's what we're here to do people we're here to be there for ourselves. We're here to create a financial future for ourselves. Then we can live the way we want to live. We can recycle. We can create convenient ways of being sustainable. We can find ways that we can live happily and not worry about our finances. Now, moving past that, I'm here, right? Not to give you housing advice, but to talk to you about the fact that we are so used to just following the system that we are known, that families and generations have known, and we're not questioning it because it's weird to question things and you get judged to question. You're the black sheep. That's weird. No, it's not. It's not. It's smart. You're awake. You woke yourself up from this freaking coma that everyone's in. I don't want to be a part of the system. I'm not trying to be different. It's just who I am. I just want to be there for my future self. I want to be a freaking millionaire. I want to be able to set myself up financially. I want to eat and and live the life I want to live without following this cookie cutter system that we have today. You, You go through school. You go to college. You get a job nine to five. You pay your bills. You get a house. You get, no, you get married. You get a house. You have kids and then they have kids and they start the whole thing over. Like that's not, that's not what I want to do at all. In fact, I kind of already broke the system really for myself. I'm buying a house. I'm 23. No, I do not have a husband. Ben and I are dating. Yes, we see each other being married in the future. No, is it going to happen sooner than later? We have ways that we want to do things first before we, you know, glam up ourselves and do a Ring that costs more than a down payment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to have kids for a while. Like, I'm wanting to live my life before I start developing someone else's. I want to travel around the world, I want to create friendships and relationships and be empowered through different cultures I want to see all different parts of our planet our (laughs) national parks our everything I want to see everything I want to do everything I want to change the world I have a lot to do you guys I got a lot to do the thing I can tell you though is to get a Roth IRA get a Roth IRA that's all I'm saying. Get a Roth right now. I'm telling you, love your mother, love yourself, the future generations, love your planet, stress-free. You know, don't stress yourself out if you're trying to do things efficiently and sustainably. If those things are stressing you out, do things that are easily accessible for you to make it work in your day-to-day routine. I just provide ways throughout this podcast, this season, that you guys can do the things that can make it easier in your house, in your life, so that way you are being there for your mind, your body, your soul, your mental health. You're also being there for the planet. Don't do the things that aren't easy. Don't do things that you make yourself do just because you feel like you have to because of me or you feel like you're gonna be judged if you're not being sustainable. Create habits that make it easy for you to be sustainable. Create habits that make it easy for you to enjoy it. Because if you force yourself to do this and you hate every second of it and it's inconvenient and it's stressful, you're creating a negative relationship. You're gonna resent the ability of being there for your planet. You're gonna resent the whole sustainable recycling community. You're gonna hate at all. And that's not what I want to create for you. I want you to make your life enjoyable. I want you to find ways you can do it that are applicable in your life and find ways that you can be financially intelligent by reading financial books. I loved Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm not going to lie. It was a fantastic book. I freaking loved it. There was uh, Tax Free Wealth. I love that book too. It turns so many people off just by the cover, but it was such a good, smooth read. And let me tell you, it provided me so much insight on how to financially be there for myself and I'm 23 I was not financially smart. My dad is good with finances. He's doing good, but he wasn't good on teaching me about it. And he's not a good, you know, finance educator, but I love him. He's my dad. He's still the same, but I had to find resources for myself to be there for myself. I didn't want to take a class. I don't want to be tested on it. I'd resent it. I'd resent the whole educated system about it because I didn't want to feel stupid if I asked questions. I didn't want to feel like I'm forcing myself to, to, you know, memorize all these details and and whatnot. I wanted to learn by my own teachings, by my own time. And I created an environment to make it easily accessible. I created an environment to make it easily enjoyable. You know, I wanted to make it something that I wanted to do. And when you're in an environment where you are felt like you're judged, it's, it's hard not to do it. It's hard not to take that internal judgment on yourself and make yourself feel that you're not enough. It's hard. I still go through that myself. It's tough at the end of the day to do things for yourself to set yourself up for success I have grown to be so picky about my friends so picky to the point where I sometimes hardly enjoy being around people just to force myself to be friends with them I don't do that anymore I genuinely enjoy being in solitude being in my own space doing my own thing you know finding ways I can just freaking grow and it just inspires me I love it (laughs) I do i love it I find so many cool books and I read and i journal and i write and i do the podcast that's a writing in itself and i'm finding ways i can connect with my community and i am developing a website i am helping my parents with their business i am connecting with sponsors and creating relationships with educators and spiritual influencers and doing all these things i just bought a house you know i'm I'm finding ways that truly let me live my life that i want to live right i'm not spending time trying to force relationships that i don't feel energetically like driving off of you know when you you meet someone and you're like oh my gosh they just get it like i love this person like yes like i want to connect with them i want to hang out with them i want to do things with them there are times where you're just like eh. like you're trying to create a conversation but it's just like it's like you're talking about it but it's not there it's not like they're a bad person it's just it's just not there and that's okay i don't feel like i would ever force myself to hang out with people that i don't vibe with i just don't feel the reason to i don't feel this obligation to because i love who i am i love becoming me more and more every single day and and getting to know myself more and more every single day and yes there are times where i get lonely there are times where i get sad because i'm lonely it happens but in this phase i am in in my life right now i do feel like this is a growing moment as time of reflection for me to find my individuality more than ever before so I can show up as my highest self and therefore magnetize those people that will push me to be the best version I can be every single day. I don't want to show up and not fully know who I am. That doesn't mean I don't hang out with people. That doesn't mean I don't have friends. But that means that there are more times that I spend nights alone because one, I work all the time and my schedules don't align with a lot of my friends and some people are in you know East Lansing and I'm in White Lake but the other times is that I don't feel 100% confident in myself when I don't provide myself that solitary confinement. When I don't give myself enough attention is when I seek attention from others. That's how I know. When I know I'm being not necessarily needy because I hate that word but when I feel like I'm seeking out attention from Ben a lot more than I feel like I am being seeked. I know I'm not giving myself enough attention and yes there's some people that get FOMO but let me tell you I do not get FOMO at all. in fact i get fomo in my house i'm like okay i wish i was home i wish i was in bed i wish i was watching princess diaries and you know doing some skincare and face masks and doing a foot soap and <laughs> doing an exfoliation scrub doing like a hair mask like that's the thing that i freaking enjoy and if girlies came over and did those with me absolutely, freaking yes i would so be here for it but right now it's just the way it is and that's okay that's okay because i enjoy my own company and to get to that point you have to create the life you want to live you have to do things that drive you that create passion for yourself that make you feel happy you got to designate time in your day regardless of all the things that you feel like you have to get done you have to prioritize yourself just because you give yourself time to experience laziness to experience a moment of doing nothing laying down having some downtime, does not mean you're not getting things done but it means that you're giving yourself the space you need emotionally physically and spiritually to show up as the best version of yourself for the rest of the day now throughout these episodes we have talked about food and health and wellness we have talked about recycling we talked about being sustainable we talked about finding ways to repurpose reuse things and if that's not something that works for you that's okay but if that's something out of an experience Experience of laziness maybe you should look into why you feel that way maybe you should look into how you can incorporate that and make it a little bit easier for yourself more convenient so it's no longer out of sight out of mind but it's a habit that you are creating for yourself with that being said if you know talking about whole foods and that stresses you out and you're wanting to be there for yourself but you're at the point where you feel like you can't eat anything because everything is bad for you first off you gotta stop labeling things as bad for you unless it's like actually bad for you like canola oil vegetable oil um artificial dyes like red dye 40 yellow dye four or eight i don't even really know i just don't have the artificial dyes in general so i stop caring but um those things those things are literally bad for you but labeling carbs is bad for you sugars is bad for you no stop doing that stop it right now okay we focus your mindset into a different setting to where you can understand the thought process of what your body needs how you can be there for your mental health why is it stressing you out if you feel like it's overwhelming at first maybe start with one thing at a time, look at things without canola oil, look at things without carrageenan, look at things without I wouldn't say natural flavors, that's in so many things. I'm still working on that, so I wouldn't even start without one. Look at things without um artificial dyes, you know, start there. If it has artificial dye in it, don't get it, you know. And I love Starburst, I love Oreos, I love chips, I love soda. I did at one point actually. Now I just it doesn't taste good, it really doesn't. Like, I can't eat Doritos, it just it's so gross to me physically, like on my taste, on my palette it's just it's crap i used to love them though i would use them for my walking tacos those were my freaking favorite but i can't anymore but just because you get it my best friend her favorite drink is mountain dew and i love everything about her and i could care less so you guys don't let that affect your quality of who you are just be aware of how you can be there for yourself that's all so don't stress yourself out on all these different things that i've provided for you guys okay because everyone's different now We are gonna talk about the questions. Questions about myself. Yay! <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start with the simple questions first and go into the more complex questions. First question: What is my favorite color? Ooh, so my favorite color is blue. I like to look at colors like when you have a favorite color, it includes the whole shade of that color. It's the color and the shades. So you have light blue, you have navy blue, you have baby blue, you have um ocean blue, you have sky blue. All of those are blue. So all of those are are reflected in my favorite color. I love blue and all the different shades that it, it can provide and create and just be seen all over the world. My second, if you're wanting like a more specific favorite color, would be sage green. I don't know what it is about it, but sage green is such a beautiful color. It's so exquisite. I love sage green. She is gorgeous. She is gorgeous. She is giving nature. Okay, <laughs> I gotta quit it. I sound so so granoli so granoli you guys i'm actually very hip um i've just kind of evolved with granola so if you come to my house oh my gosh it's gonna be so cute and iconic and it's just gonna be yes like she's gonna show up and she's gonna be thrifted so no one else is gonna have my stuff that's gonna be incredible um okay yeah moving forward (laughs) what would be my last meal Ooh, okay this is actually really funny chili and mashed potatoes maybe not together but first of all chili chili is freaking bomb chili is so high in protein bro it's so filling i put fritos in it i know they do canola oil or corn oil i don't know but um fritos has just always been my baby i love fritos then i put some cottage cheese don't knock it till you try it judge me if you will it's freaking scrumptious and some mustard and it's just so And there's variations of chili. You have white chicken chili. You have uh, like regular chili. You have like sweet potato chili. Like chili, like I said, it's like blue. Like you have so many different options and combinations. So yes, chili. Um, Mashed potatoes. Ooh, I'm a hoe for mashed potatoes, respectfully. I love mashed potatoes. I used to think my mashed potatoes were the best, but my sister makes the most fantastic mashed potatoes that you could have in your entire life. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It is so incredible. And Ben can vouch for it. He had it on Thanksgiving and he said that we make the best food. And I was like, you're telling me. Like, you're telling me, bro. Her mashed potatoes are just, yes, on my deathbed, please. What music do I listen to the most? Ooh, okay. I kind of feel like it shows with the vibes I give off. I listen to alternative, like, folk music, just... It just gives life. Like, I feel like I'm in a movie when I'm in my car. Like, I just vibe and I just feel like if I could have background music, like when you see me in person, in real life, like if that background music could just play, oh, that would be heavenly. What is my favorite hobby? Ooh, hobby. What really even is a hobby? When you do things all the time for yourself, it's kind of hard to differentiate what a hobby is. Could that be a sport? I want to get back into crochet. My friend Rachel is an absolute crocheting queen. So I wouldn't say that's my hobby yet. I love soccer. I freaking love soccer, bro. I've been getting into it and playing more and more. And I play every single week. And I just, that's my hobby. Soccer. Love her. Love her. If it wasn't soccer, it'd probably be plants. I love taking care of my plants. All right. (laughs) Okay what is something i want to do more of for myself every month Ooh, okay i want to do more self-care like in tennessee we had this foot reflexology place it was so incredible so incredible they have like an option for a 90 minute full body massage this is like a regular like spa 90 minute full body massage but it's reflexology so they do all the pressure points they do everything that like helps your body and your lymphatic fluid drain and oh it's so heavenly but they would do this 90 minute massage for $70 yeah $70 and it's from this family um it's some Asian family because their culture is heavily influenced within the spa and they come down from these generations and generations of this culture that really focuses on your overall health in reflexology, in knowing how to take care of your body through the pressure points. And so this whole 90-minute body massage just really transforms you and I feel like I want to find something like that here. I also really want to get back into facials. I've always 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 wanted to buy myself facials I used to be a nail girly like getting my nails done doing all the designs but it really affected my nails and I went a long time without them and when I got them again in Italy I was like I can't do this anymore I would keep hitting them and just hurt so much and I was just done with it so I want to grow my nails out but focusing back on the matter at hand it would be facials facials and foot reflexology spas and stuff and maybe go get acupuncture I would like to do that What are your biggest purchases or what do you like to purchase the most? Ooh, okay. So I think I told you guys once that my biggest budget every month is groceries. I do that so that way I can cook more and fuel my body with things that I really love and go out less so I can financially be more independent and free. But I also am aware of what I'm putting in my body and don't feel like shit afterwards. The other thing that I spend the most on would be home decor. A lot of girls like clothes. I think I used to do that in high school, but really, like I found my true self and it's home decor. I love decorating and I buy home decor, but I don't overdo it. Like I have everything I need for when I move into my house. I've always decorated every apartment or house that I had in college, but I've used those decorations collectively over the years. You know, I didn't get rid of any. So home decor is definitely something that I really just gravitate towards. Home goods, TJ Maxx. I've never really bought any clothes from TJ Maxx, which is crazy. I actually buy home decor implants yeah okay (laughs) all right things i'd do if i won the lottery this might sound really i just feel like a lot of the times when you're very genuine and you're very authentic and you're very kind just naturally giving it comes off as you're better than everybody else and that sucks because it comes from a genuine place so i would give money towards a lot of shelters for dogs and everything i mean when i found out that our house two-thirds of the profits was being split into habitat for humanity and humane society i recognized that is such an incredible way to give so i would give money towards starting up you know companies and organizations maybe nonprofits that would help with awareness and developing conservation efforts for marine protected areas but i'd also give back to a lot of shelters for dogs and everything because a lot of them get put down just off of being like a runny nose or have diarrhea or whatever like they just get put down versus the dogs that don't have that because it's a government developed facility these are government shelters so there's just not enough uh, resources to hold all these dogs so i think it would be a lot towards giving back and then obviously financially investing in real estate okay the next question what was a pinnacle experience you had that put you where you are today Oof. i think drinking when i drank it wasn't the best i had a great time before i blacked out and did stuff apparently i didn't know i was doing yes this was a dark time Uh, this is actually the first time I've ever really opened up about it. Essentially with sleeping medication and all the different medications that I take, it does uh, chemically alter the brain. I don't really know but it's like it it imbalances the brain uh, function to proper stabilize yourself. Like you're not able to be yourself when you're drinking because of the different reactions between medications and the alcohol in your system. And so not to mention actually one of the biggest causes of death in America is people who drink and take sleep medicine. And so my doctors had always told me this. I just didn't want to be, you know, taken away from a college experience. I didn't want to be the person that didn't drink. I didn't want to have to go through this and no one invite me to things and just take away like this part of my life, you know? I had always felt like I wasn't involved in things. Like I wasn't invited to things or whatever and I think I was just so much into people pleasing that I had no self-control. I had no self-control and I lost who I was and so when I would drink all the time in college settings a lot of things happened. A lot of things went wrong. A lot of things I did that I didn't even know happened or knew what I was doing in that moment and it got to the point where my family and my boyfriend just said, hey, if you don't stop drinking, we're going to have to take you somewhere. And I was like, wow, wait, wow, this is, this is actually a problem. Like, I don't think I fully understood that this was such a problem. I thought I could keep getting around it somehow unintentionally. And it was. So I quit drinking. And ever since I quit drinking, it was almost like this overall clarity came over me. And I began to find myself, find my center, find things that inspire me me to be myself and really cultivate things that make me happy. Whether it's doing home decor, whether it's buying plants, whether it's finding more information about marine life and going for the degree that I've always wanted, it was that. The pinnacle moment of my life was quitting drinking. What's the most scared you've ever been and how did you conquer the fear to get to your goal? The most scared I've ever been. Wow. I would have to say when I thought I wasn't going to graduate. When I felt like I wasn't passing my class and I was getting nowhere and I wasn't accepted by anyone and I decided that's enough. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to do what it takes. I took chemistry twice. I did. And it's just, it wasn't an easy class for me. It wasn't the setting that I needed in order to succeed. So with that being said, I had a tutor in Orgo 2. And I went from having an GPA, because we do it by GPAs, not grades, of 2.5 in Organic Chemistry to a 3.5 in Organic Chemistry 2. I just got really, really good in class and school. I was really impressed with myself. And I think with doing classes that were actually involved with my career and my passion, it really inspired me to continue. When you're feeling all over or overwhelmed or just not aligned, what are some practices you've found or tried to realign and refocus? Okay, so one time, and this has been recently, a coworker of mine honestly created a toxic relationship with me. And she... Was a bully. She was absolutely a bully, 100% to other people and especially to me. And she got to me. She got to my center and I almost started breaking down and crying. She was questioning my integrity. She was questioning my capacity, my ability to do the job. She was questioning my kindness, again, integrity. And it just really got to me and it broke me. And in that moment, I had to excuse myself and go to the bathroom and I cried, but I let myself cry. I knew that letting myself cry, letting myself feel it was how I could get through it. Because if I held it in, if I told myself, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, I was not gonna get through it. I was not gonna be able to do my job for the rest so the night i was not going to be able to move past this moment of vulnerability because i wasn't letting myself feel it and i was out of alignment i was all over the place so i let myself feel it and then i took some breaths and i said to myself this person does not define you this person does not get to decide your quality of who you are as a person this person is temporarily in your life they're not connected and tethered to you they're not going to be in your life forever this whole situation is temporary you know who you are you know your worth. I was talking to myself. I was being there for myself because in actuality, we are our biggest advocates, but we can also be our biggest threats. So it's about how you handle that situation. I was so proud of myself. I'm not gonna lie. That was a moment of growth for me. And then after that, I took out my phone and read some affirmations and I was taking some deep breaths and I was letting myself just have a moment of air in that saw It was okay because after that, I felt so much better. I did. I hadn't felt like that before because i never let myself feel it i never went through the pain i never let myself cry because i was like okay don't cry because if you cry you're gonna make it worse no you don't make it worse crying helps release that stress that tension out of you and it got me to feel better from your travels What have been some of the coolest or most unique cultural experiences or differences you've noticed? Well, when I was in Africa, I noticed how loving these people were. They didn't have to know you to wave at you when you're passing by and smile and ask you how your day is. And it just came from a place of love. It didn't come from a place of creepiness like it does here sometimes. It felt very welcoming and the whole community was very together no matter what they had or what they didn't have they give you anything that you needed in a heartbeat the food was freaking incredible it was so fresh and so like the food they have markets they have fresh fruit markets because that's all they can provide but that's all i would ever want it was so incredible and it was so cool to try new things and learn how they like they would get coconuts by climbing on the trees and using a rope between their feet and and these trees were like 15 to 20 feet tall you know and i was told later that it's one of the highest rates of death in africa is by getting killed by a coconut like you die from a concussion not from falling from coconuts falling on you so it was kind of crazy cause I actually tried climbing a coconut tree like the second night I was there and I didn't know like I needed a rope around my feet or anything. And I got so many scars, but it was so much fun. And <laughs> everyone was like so supportive. They're like, get it Gabby, like you got this. Like it was so much fun. I couldn't get the coconuts down because I was trying to use my hands but they actually use machetes. So I was like, okay, clearly this isn't working. But yeah, it was just such a thriving, vibrant community even with the lack of structure that they had for most of the things you know what little they had they were still such genuinely happy people and and their culture was just so vibrant and lively. All right to the next question what experience are you looking for next? I think for me personally I want to travel with some girlfriends. I want to find people who want to travel around the world with me every single year and I think I did honestly i met these girls hobby and femka they're from the netherlands i met them in africa when i was on the rhino conservation and hobby is actually g-a-b-i-e so it's gabby it's just like my spelling which is crazy i've never met anyone who spells gabby the way i do but you pronounce it hobby because that's dutch like that's how you pronounce it and femka and this year i am not gonna say where we're going Until i get the tickets but we are going to a really freaking amazing place this year in july and i am so excited so that is an experience i'm looking for next how would you say with the diversity of your friend group has your opinions or lifestyle changed from your past you from your past self to who you are now i would have to say Hmm. So my friend groups, in fact, I met one girly, one girly pop, one miss girl, freshman year orientation. And it just kind of like over time, I met friends through her and she, I love her to death. She has really cultivated this whole friend group And so now it just collectively over time got bigger and bigger and I've gotten so much more connected with my faith, my Christianity, getting to really find myself, find my soul, find my center, really feel utterly blessed in who I am and my upbringing. And I feel like over time I've been able to change dramatically in the development of myself. I know I was able to be confident in myself through them and so my lifestyle has changed from that moment. Let's see. Has your friend group strengthened your beliefs or has it altered or made you think deeper about what you believe, not only in your day-to-day decisions but also when it comes to politics or environmental issues or even the way you see your faith? Okay, so basically it's asking if my friend group has strengthened myself and my beliefs and my political views and my environmental views. I would say 100%. I, going to college, you know, you don't always go to church. You don't always follow the same thing you did when you're at home. I think I was getting farther and farther away from doing that just because of the pressure growing up. Like you were, you felt forced to go to church on Sundays and you didn't want to. But now like it was such a gift like we found a church that we absolutely loved and it's such a cool place and the way they describe things makes you really connect your day-to-day self to the walk of jesus and how he dealt with things back in the day that seem really out of date with the bible to now but like the way that preacher just talks about things he's able to make it relatable and through them i was able to find this church so i think my friend group has definitely strengthened my faith for me i believe that politics or environmental issues hasn't really been strengthened through mm, I wouldn't say politics have been strengthened, but I definitely think through other friend groups as well. My environmental stance has. I have a huge friend group within the marine system, within our marine little buddies, and um, we went to college together. We are in the same career field. We went to Africa all together. We really learned and grew together in figuring out how we can be there for our environment in ways that we feel happy and relevant and and feel like we're making a change and seeing how first world countries are truly impacting third world countries and how third world countries are making it such a priority to protect these environments and protect these communities but yet the first world country sees it as you judging everybody so I being able to experience that and go out of the country and try different cultures and experience different views and beliefs it helped me strengthen my environmental views and through my friend group I have continued to be able to strengthen that last question when did you realize your passion for nature and preserving our world and what has been your favorite part of your journey in that passion so i don't know if i shared with you guys this but growing up there's always been a part of me that has been so connected with animals and just having this profound level of empathy i am an empath at heart when I see other people down, it dramatically affects my energy levels. When I see animals get hurt, I want to go and do something, I wanna help. When I see things happening in our day-to-day life within the environment, I wanna step in and try to do what I can. And that's just who I've always been. But I've always been on the path of marine biology. I used to think through Legally Blonde, I wanted to be a lawyer just to represent animals. And then I realized maybe that's not the field I want to go into. And then I was going into veterinarian and I found out in college that not only do you have to go back to vet school, like I already knew that, but after vet school, I have to go back again just to specialize in marine life. So you have like seven years after bachelor's degree, so 11 years total of school. Like that's, that's so crazy to me. Like I'm not a school person. I've become more of one through my like career once I actually started doing classes I liked and enjoyed was passionate about but before that like I was really struggling like high school wasn't hard for me but college was with the difference in uh the level of the class like the amount of people in the classroom the lack of like very much visualizing having a visual learning curve like having a teacher teach through visualization just wasn't really there I was just really struggling so I decided I can't do that and also throughout high school I I would watch every Saturday with my dad in the morning, uh, Ocean Discovery or Ocean Mystery with Steve. It's not Steve Irwin, it was some other guy, and they dealt with SeaWorld. But the fact that really got me was like they went out of that, so they were a part of SeaWorld, but yet they would go out with some guy from um, Good Morning America, which he's not there anymore, but he was a part of Good Morning America, and his job was to go out, talk about marine life, and talk about the different preservations that they would do and the impact that these marine life have on us as a society, on us as a community and the earth overall and they would show how they would go out, tag these animals, you know, they would catch them, tag them, monitor them and then release them back after rehabilitation. And that was exactly what I wanted to do. Like I felt that inside me. Like my core was just like, yes. Like that's what I want to do. I don't know what that's called. I don't know if it's a job, but that's what I want to do. That I know that's what I want to do. So, I always had that in my blood, but I like didn't Really know what to call it and didn't really know what to go after, didn't really know what to tell people. But now I'm obviously, you know, doing something else. I'm in between. I'm doing the podcast, hopefully creating an impact. And I am doing real estate and trying to make my way until that job comes to me because I know everything happens for a reason. But that's what brought me into nature. That's definitely what brought me into inspiration for becoming a marine biologist and preserving our world. And my favorite Part of this entire journey has been meeting my professor Amber Peters. Dr. Amber Peters is such an amazing person. She teaches so incredibly well and simple, and she travels for jobs throughout the school year and goes to Hawaii, goes to Puerto Rico, goes to islands and does protective conservation work. She owns a hundred acres of land, yes, queen, and she does all these things. She plants all these trees, she inspires students to become more aware of our impact on the planet, become more aware of actually what's happening in our seas. And she just does such an incredible job. And she created an internship for all of us to study abroad in Africa, in Mozambique, and do a two-week conservation program where we would track marine megafauna, track whale sharks, tag sharks and manta rays, and we would figure out their migration patterns in order to know what time during the year they would come to spawn and basically reproduce during the mating season so we could protect this area during that time because marine protected areas to develop that is such a difficult and complicated process not only that but like you don't get a opportunity to do a lifelong marine protected area like it cannot be all year all the time no take zone marine protected area like it has to start from like one month or three months and then like see how it goes and you have to have like a five-year database and then you have to see how that can corally positively affect and relate to our economy and how it's actually worth all of the protection and all of the funds that you have to do in order to make sure that that is regulated and if the government doesn't see that it's feasible or if it makes them money then they don't want to do it they don't want to continue doing it so it's like a whole process in creating these marine protected areas for these populations to grow or at least be you know stay So she's my inspiration. The ocean discovery, ocean mystery thing was my inspiration. Steve Irwin is my inspiration. He's such an incredible guy. Yes, he got killed by stingrays, but stingrays are different than manta rays. Just to let you guys know, not a lot of people know that they're in the same family, in the same species, I believe. But they're not. They don't. Manta rays can't sting. All right, but I'm getting off track. So, anyways, this was a really long episode. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I cannot wait to hear all about your thoughts, your reviews, your posts as we continue building this community worldwide and honestly developing a better space for us to feel like we can be ourselves, like we can be deeply rooted and connected with our environment by being there for ourselves. So without further ado, have a fantastic weekend. You love. Lovely listeners. I love you all so much. I love your support. Without you guys, I wouldn't be doing this. So thank you guys so, so much. Reviews go an extremely long way. So please, if you have the time, leave a review on Apple Podcasts would be preferred because Spotify doesn't do written reviews. They just do stars. Stars are great, but um, I genuinely want to know your thoughts and I want to know what you guys want to listen to more of in this next season when I drop the name of the sea. Season. so i'm your host gabrielle brown and this is the happily living podcast end of the season love your mother with love and light